Hello, everybody. Before we get started with my regular recording, um, I'm wedging this in to announce the start, the doors opening for my marketing mastermind group called Your Best Year Yet. And it's going to give you lots of tools and ideas for how to thrive in 2020 and on into 2021 in this particular situation with COVID. And also it will help you um, with everything in the future. And besides the ideas from me, this is going to be a true mastermind format where um, everyone participates and people get in a hot seat and the group members will like popcorn, be brainstorming together on ideas, particularly for the individual that, that is in that hot seat. Uh, Napoleon Hill, his quote on what a mastermind group is, it's the coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people who work towards a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony. He said, no two minds ever come together without a third invisible force, like a third mind. When a group of individual minds are coordinated and function in harmony, the increased energy created through that alliance becomes available to everyone in the group. So if you want to know more, if you want to sign up for a quick chat, you go to lucydumascoaching.com and you'll see the mastermind tab. Um, you can also send me an email and let me know you're interested, lucy at lucydumas.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Lucy Dumas. I love instant messages. <laughs> so um, on to our regular show. And thanks so much for uh, listening today. Bye now. Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now, here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. To become a master at any skill, it takes the total effort of your heart, mind, and soul working together in tandem. And that's by Maurice Young. And I want to welcome you back to The Profitable Photographer. Today, I'm doing a solo episode. I got some random thoughts on a few things related to entering contests, uh, PPA master photographers, what that means, and also talk a little bit about mastermind groups and announce the one that I am starting up soon and how to uh, get more information on that. So let's start with contests. <laughs> I remember entering a photograph. It was the first time I entered anything in a contest. And I think it was a travel contest. It was a picture of the Paris train station. And I just thought it was gorgeous. And I thought it was going to win. I mailed in my eight by 10. And I'm not sure if they returned it. But surprise, surprise, I didn't win. <laughs> and that was honestly kind of an awakening about that the work that I do, I may love it. However, having critique from others, having it, um, and I'm not talking about putting it on Facebook, 
<laughs> one time I, um, so I told you this is going to be a little bit random thoughts, but I took some pictures in my hometown just from the car of the house I lived in and my uncle and aunt's house. And I posted it on Facebook. This was a drive-by shooting, basically, <laughs> drive-by photographing. And I got so many people saying, you're a great artist. You are a true artist. Um, this is fantastic. And, you know, it was, it was a nothing burger, as they say. So being excited or, or feeling disappointed when you don't get reactions uh, that you want, or you do get amazing reactions from photographs and thinking that that means they're actually amazing and you should, you should enter them in contests. <laughs> uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt is what I'm saying. Even, even the negatives. I've seen people post beautiful images and then a lot of people tearing it down. Uh, people who've never been judges, people who, you know, it's people I don't know mostly, but um, yeah. So that goes into why it is awesome to bring your work in front of qualified judges and hopefully be in the audience or get some kind of review of the image so you can grow. Now, of course, when you do that, it's like, at least for me, I don't know about you, it's like taking my heart out of my chest, holding it forth and saying, what do you think? And then if it doesn't get all kinds of awards and praises or uh, accepted in the exhibit or whatever it is, um, you know, it's painful. Even at this point in my career, 38 years later, uh, everything I enter, let's say in, in my county fair, doesn't always get accepted. And curiously, I've had times when I entered something that got a really big award on a national level with the Professional Photographers of America, and it didn't get in the exhibit. And then I entered it the next year, and it got a big award again. So, <laughs> you know, judges are just people with opinions, basically. So that is one thing. But when you do that, first of all, one of the benefits to deciding you're going to enter, let's say a local print competition or state or national with PPA, or you're going to send something anywhere that, especially if it has potential that you can get some critique or some local notoriety if you get in the exhibit. Um, one of the benefits is that, at least this is what happens to me, I spend time looking through all of my photography um, it could be for the last year, the last couple of years, uh, nowadays in the county fair, which sadly wasn't happening this year, but hopefully it will next year, is even my iPhone photographs have a place in that. Um, but to spend time looking through all of my work, my personal work, my professional work, my travel photography, and finding those images that I feel are special and worthy to be on display, might win an award, stuff like that. That alone is, is a huge benefit and I think grows my eye, grows my understanding of who I am, what I'm creating. You know, it just gives me, gives me perspective. 
it also helps me want to do better because if I look through a lot of work and there's ones that I absolutely loved right at first, but as I, as I look at uh, everything else I've done, it kind of loses the shininess. Uh, it has me next time I'm photographing thinking about um, little things I might do to improve so that uh, first of all, so the work is stronger. And then if I'm going to consider entering it somewhere, uh, I don't have regrets like, oh, I wish I'd have taken a little two paces to the left or changed lenses or had that, uh, that little girl put her hands together rather than, uh, I don't know, wherever the hands might be. Um, so it helps me think. Another thing it does, so that's number one. Number two, it gives me a body of work that I can use, that I've curated from my own work. And if I'm entering in a contest like uh, a PPA or local, local events, I edit them before I enter, of course. So now I have a body of work that's what I consider my best work. And it's been retouched and it's been prepared so that I can put it on my, my website, post it on Facebook, share it with someone if I'm trying to book a job. I've got a collection of my favorite children's photographs all in one group. And sometimes I go ahead and I have prints made and I will slip them into an album. I, I have some albums where you can have eight by eights or five by sevens or eight by tens and you just slip them in so that I can customize a book depending on who I'm showing it to. So there's value in that. Even if you never, ever get anything on display, never win anything, never get, uh, I'm going to talk more about how you get merits with PPA, but even if none of that happens, you have curated your best work and you get to see what you're doing. And it's also a body of work that you could bring to someone like me. I'm a PPA master craftsman, certified judge with professional photographers of California and have them look at your work overall and give them tips on how you might grow. And I always love to point out people's strong points, uh, trends that I see. One of the things um, I notice a lot is that photographers are trying to discover what their style might be, and I have air quotes around style. Uh, what that seems to mean right now is what action or what preset do I want to use? And that is not a style, in my opinion. It, it's an editing style, but um, style to me is what is my natural inclination and is it something that I can promote and create? Is it something I can promote and be known for? And I'm sure you can think of many people if you've been around the photography community who have a really distinctive style that when you see their work like uh, Sue Bryce or, well, anyway, she's who comes to mind, but now there's a lot of imitators because she has uh, really shared in, in a global way her work and how she does it. But when she first came on the scene, if you saw a Sue Bryce photograph, you pretty much knew it was Sue Bryce. 
So that to me is developing a style. I love when I've entered a competition or we'll just say it's not just about me, but I'm walking through a gallery at either the photography convention or my local county fair and there's a group of photographs and I know right off whose it is because they have such a distinctive way of photographing, way of editing, way of presenting things and subject matter that, that um, it, you know, and that, and that they've, they've worked on it to the point where they have mastered that style. Um, since the word of the day is master, throw it in right now. <laughs> um, so that's number two is the, the body of work you create. Number three, when you take your heart and your photographs and you present it to judges, you grow because especially ones where you get to hear the live judging, you hear what it is that the judges appreciated. If it's a good judge, good judge always shares the positives and then the critique. So you get to, to hear, you know, the good, the bad, and the not so great. And for me, I don't know about you, but that makes it something that I'm very mindful of, when, especially when I'm photographing for a client, is I want to create master level photography for every client. My dream is to have some images that would be worthy of entering in contests every time, to not dial it in or phone it in. We used to dial the phone, <laughs> not, not to click the buttons in or whatever <laughs> that would be called. So, so I pay attention, as I said a little earlier, to a horizon line not cutting through a head. That's one that happens a lot with the outdoor photography, especially at the beach, which I live in San Diego. So of course there's a lot of beach photography um, or looking at the light in the eyes and seeing if the catch lights are beautiful. And if not, either relighting or moving them a little bit so that those catch lights, uh, depending on the lighting pattern, of course, but is at the two o'clock or 10 o'clock, if the eyes were a clock, that makes the most beautiful lighting in the face. Or it, it makes me, let's say I'm doing studio, I might pull in an extra kicker light or something because I'm, that's something that I've heard at a, a print competition, not even from my work, but when I go to competitions and listen to critique of others, it impacts my vision for the future. So that's, let's see, is that number three? Yeah, number three is our work gets better. So I may come back to some of those numbers, but I wanted to talk to you about what the PPA master's degree is. If you've listened to a lot of my podcasts, and especially uh, June and July, I've had several master craftsman photographers as interviewers. I'm so blessed to have met so many amazing people over the years who are actively involved in teaching and and in growing their work in entering these international and national print competitions and but i just realized that 
when you hear me say they're PPA master craftsmen, or if you go see the show notes, a lot of listeners may not know what the heck that is. So the Professional Photographers of America, and I assume also of Canada and Australia and other organizations, have print competitions. Well, let me back up on that. They have degree programs. So I'll just speak for the U.S. because that's what I know. So there are degree programs that you can earn. The craftsman degree you can earn in many ways. You get points for speaking, for writing articles, for attending conventions and other PPA educational event. PPA educational events. Sorry, I said that one more time. Sorry, editors. PPA educational events. And once you accumulate 25 points, you get your craftsman degree. One of the beautiful things about the craftsman degree is it is about service and education. So the way that I received my craftsman degree was by speaking a lot. I traveled throughout California. I spoke in Baja, California. I think I got merits for that. If not, it was just darn fun. Uh, Down in Mexico, uh, spoke in Florida and different places. And I got merits for doing that. And those accumulated to the craftsman degree. If you're at a PPA affiliated event, and by the way, if you have won something, we're supposed to wear it to every um, PPA affiliate meeting, which I notice people are not doing that much anymore. But if you see someone with a, a, a ribbon that's either all yellow or yellow in another color, it means they've achieved their craftsman degree. So the master's degree is a little more challenging in my opinion, because at least 13 of the 25 merits have to be from uh, the, your work. So you enter it in uh, the PPA imaging competition and you can send up to four images. And if they deem it worthy of a merit, you, you get one point or one merit. And what they're looking for is salon quality photographs that go beyond a nice portrait or some other image that people would love to purchase. So something that even strangers would absolutely love. One of my iconic photographs is a little boy. We were at the beach. He's wearing a pink and pink shirt and light gray pants, and he's holding his daddy's legs. And I just photographed him with his dad's legs. And everything came together where it, it's a compelling photograph. It got best portrait in the Western United States. And I'm this the humble brag, but I'm illustrating <laughs> with this. Um, and I, I have used it on my business card for years. I've used it in so many ways. And every time someone sees it, they respond to it. So that's how you know that this is not something worthy of what we call green merits, where the, the parents will love it, but that it it transcends. It, it was used for a book cover um, one time. Um, so yeah, something that, that just has an X factor that is hard to always define because it's 
it's a gut reaction, but then there are principles and in, um, in judging the PPA judges use, I think it's 12 points. I just was in a class reviewing it all, but so it's not just impact, it's the print quality, it's the color, it's the composition, it's many, 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 many factors when you start analyzing it. But the first one is, does it make me feel something? It doesn't have to make you feel happy, but it has to make you feel something. So let's see, can I tangent on that? No. Um, so the people who have been on my show who are master photographers or craftsmen or master craftsmen, they have achieved these awards through their hard work and through the courage to bring their photographs in front of others and kind of take their licks and, and also, um, have a lot of pride when it goes well. So that I recommend, first of all, if you've listened to this program much, you know that I'm a big advocate of joining uh, this, the national, the state, and if you have a local chapter, joining the local chapter of the Professional Photographers of America or whatever country you're in. It's a nonprofit organization. It's not a business uh, that puts on expos. It is an organization that's been around over 150 years. And for me, the, the merit program and the competition program is a huge benefit. Not only is it a benefit to enter the work, but to step up and be a judge. I think my work got better, 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 better once I started volunteering and was at the point where I was qualified to be judging locally. And then I've judged on a state level uh, and to different associations. Um, but when I sit in front of someone else's photograph and I need to give it a score and I need to explain my score and why, um, it, it opens my eyes to see. The ability to see is our strongest asset as photographers. And this is just one way to uh, see even more. So if you are someone that has not been in the hot seat as a judge, I recommend you, um, you know, depending on the qualifications, but you create that opportunity or you sign up for a program. Our state organization, Tim Matheson, just had a, a day-long class on, on judging and the, the PPA judging. So all of it grows us, you know, the, the doing it, the taking the time to look through our work, the entering it, and um, yeah, all that stuff. Now, <laughs> something, so back in the dark ages, we used to have to spend significant amount of money having prints made and entering those in competition. And one of the ways that I discerned, it's a good word, <laughs> that I decided what to enter is that I would get just eight by tens made of the favorites that I have curated, as I mentioned, and put them out together in a spot in my home studio where my eye will fall on it regularly. And when that happens, there are images that stand out and there are ones that kind of lose their interest over time. 
So that's one of my own personal things I've, I've created um, because I started to realize I would invest in these, these prints. And at the time they were about a hundred dollars because they needed to be printed in a special way for the competition. And then I'd have them sitting out and I noticed, you know what, even though that got a 77 and I thought they were wrong at the time, I've kind of gotten tired of this. So yeah, they were probably right. And there's some images that I have never tired of and I know the judges have missed it and that's okay because as I said earlier, this is a, you know, they're humans with opinions, with biases, with preferences. Um, try not to get my heart broken when they don't see it and try to look for opportunities to get uh, in front of another panel of some kind. Here we have our local, we have our state, there's a Western United States group and then national. Um, FYI, if you enter in your region and they judge it as um, worthy of a merit, then you have to send it into PPA as one of your ones in your case in order for it to be certified as a merit. It doesn't automatically get a PPA merit. None of the other competitions, the state and local, uh, can actually get you a merit, but it's a great way to get the critique and get local acknowledgement. So that brings me to, let me think, maybe number five. I don't know, I'm running out of, of uh, figures on one hand. So. <laughs> it's awesome to enter print competition locally, both, you know, the two that I do, I've already explained that, but it gets you some notoriety. It gets you seen in your community. People, if you're part of uh, a group, um, it, it helps them to know who you are, to come. I love giving guidance. So when people see my work, and I will disclaimer, I have not entered locally in, a, in quite a while. So um, maybe I need to do that so people see what I have to do. But it's good to have people kind of know what it is that you're up to. And um, there's a lot of reasons for that I'm not going to go into. The other thing is, when you're entering locally, state, whatever, you have bragging rights. And I notice every month that we have print competition with our local or, well, at any level, people post on Facebook. They post their ribbons. They, you know, post themselves with the photograph, with the ribbon. And an award-winning photographer has a great sound to it. You can use that on your website. You can use it anywhere, calling yourself an award-winning photographer. If you want to speak, award-winning photographer is awesome. Oh, that brings me to benefit of getting a master or craftsman or both degree. If you want to speak for money or because you have a passion for supporting others, if you have any kind of program people might want to purchase, when you have a master and or craftsman degree, it opens doors that, um, you know, it, it tells people like if someone's wanting to hire you that is in the system, they know you've paid your dues. And um, the other nice thing, if you're at an event and you are wearing your ribbon, I love supporting others. I think I just said that a minute ago, <laughs> but I noticed as soon as I got my master's degree, 
then people would come to me or when I'd have conversations, they would, they would listen a little more intently because they knew I was somebody that had been around a while. Um, I also love going to events and seeing people with their ribbons because then I know who the colleagues might be or I might have a question for somebody. Um, the other cool thing is as years go by, you, you make a lot of friends in the industry, which is why I have so many great people on my podcast. Uh, and when you see them at conventions and they're wearing the ribbon, it kind of reminds you that, that you, you might know them. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, it is really fun to uh, see the same people over and over again, uh, year after year. And because we're friendly kind of people, um, we truly make, make heart connections that last, you know, forever. It also does not hurt at all <laughs> with your potential clients when they know you're a master craftsman photographer or like when I first started in this industry, I, I'm not sure how I met him, but maybe I went to a class or something. I went to some, his studio and there was a ribbon hanging by a, a photograph of a woman in a horse. It was a beautiful image. Having that ribbon on that made me think this guy was pretty high up there. Um, now, over time, I realized he was not as involved and he didn't get other ribbons because he didn't continue to enter. But it definitely gave me a little, you know, I saw him with a little more like admiration or understanding that he's a professional. So it's, it's really great to be able to have those. Um, I, it's nice to have awards and plaques and things. That's the other thing is you get local attention. Um, and it's so interesting because it's like a step up. I notice people, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I haven't put a period in my talk or taken a breath. Just a sec. <sighs> <sighs> Um, I don't know how the night, nighttime talk show people do uh, jokes to nobody, um, you know, like Jimmy Fallon and, and so forth now that they're at the stay at home. But um, okay, where was I? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I noticed people join our local association. And then when they start entering print competition, uh, their work may or may not be very good. Uh, not winning awards, getting critique, a uh, little unfocused, you don't quite know who they are. And often their businesses are not doing that great. Now, this isn't everybody, but I've, I've seen this happen a lot. And as they start to enter competition and then eventually start winning awards, at the same time, I notice their business gets better. So I have to think that there is a correlation between doing the work it takes to put your work in front of others and get critique on that. Now, that being said, another way, no, I guess I'm going to, if you think back to how I select images for competition, uh, where I make, 
used to make the prints and put them out. And now I do that kind of digitally. Another way, and I have um, helped people with this myself, is to get a few people who are willing to look at work and give you suggestions on, uh, first of all, which ones might be good for competition and a little advanced critique about how you might print it, crop it, you can run titles by them. So finding people that are master craftsmen uh, or people that you just know do well in any competition and seeing if before you enter, if they'd be willing to give you a little, a little um, support. Uh, that is a way to quickly move ahead because it's like you've got the jury without having to have one print at a time. One of my friends had been trying to get her master's for like 15 years, but she lives in a very small community in Northern California near Shasta. And so we had a little conversation and I said, first of all, uh, if you've listened, you know that I believe that um, when you set an intention, it kind of something gets involved with us to help make that go. So I invited her to make a commitment that she was going to get her master's uh, and pick a date. So she was like, within four years, I'm getting my master's. And then I said that I was willing, if she wanted to send me some galleries, I'm willing to look at her work, pick out the ones I like, help her, as I mentioned, and for her to find two or three other people that she could send it out to as well. And I watched her year after year get awards, her work improved, and I think within three years, uh, she was walking that stage getting her master's degree. So um, get help from others. I guess that's tip number seven or five, four, I don't know. <laughs> um, and speaking of walking the stage, I have to say that one of the proudest moments of my life was in Orlando, no, yeah, Orlando, Florida. My parents were there walking the stage to get my master's degree ribbon. And then they used to have a little bridge that everybody that won degrees, not won, but earned degrees that year, when they came back into the banquet room, we walked across this bridge and then we stood and there was a charge that they give new degree recipients on our responsibilities now. And then other master and craftsman people stand up and they join us in that commitment to this profession, commitment to serve others, commitment to professionalism. Um, honestly, like I, I'm choked up a little bit just remembering that moment, that moment of pride. Oh, and I want that for you too. So um, I think that is it and feel free. Now, I, I, I wanted to also talk about one other thing, but I think that's it about contests. Oh, contests. Be careful what you enter. If there's a clause in it that says that they can use those images, whether you win or not, for any purpose, 
don't enter because what they're doing is they are looking for ways to get free photographs that they can use in marketing or brochures or whatever. Um, don't do that. Uh, okay, so I wanted to talk about the word mastermind groups and let you know about the one that I am creating. And that will be, um, so I'm enrolling people now. I think this will be out in early August. So um, it there's limited spots. Right now, um, 20 people is my absolute goal. Uh, there are a lot of things that are called mastermind groups. And I am not saying this to criticize anybody who is using that term for a group that they run. The true mastermind group is where it's a small group of people, or the original, so you know, things change, but the original name for a mastermind group or the, the original kind of group that was called mastermind group was a small group of people who supported each other. Often there is a guide or a teacher, but at the same time, each person in the group, and maybe not every time, but people have a chance to be in the hot seat and other members of the group have a period of time of giving suggestions. So what I mean by that is if it's your turn to be in the hot seat, there may be 15 minutes. So we're going to focus on you. And so you bring up a certain issue or a certain product you want to market or something and you share about it. And then we go around with the people in the group, or sometimes it's kind of like popcorn because it's really brainstorming together. Maybe I should change mine to a brainstorming group. Um, and often there's a, a secretary that writes down everything for you so that you can listen and just say thank you, not uh, argue about why that won't work or I tried that. You just let the people's ideas flow to you and receive them. And then it's someone else's turn. And what's so interesting with it is I've found that many times when I'm not in the hot seat, I've come up with great ideas that I can use myself when I'm supporting someone else. So that's the beauty of it. And um, so I'm starting a group that uh, has limited number of people. Uh, right now it's called Your Best Year Yet Marketing Mastermind Group. And I will give some, some uh, marketing ideas and flesh it out a little uh, at the first part. And then we'll have a mastermind opportunity so people can be in the hot seat. If a lot of sh people show up for a call, then we might have breakout groups where there's uh, let's say if there were 20 people, I might do five breakout groups for uh, a total of half an hour, and each person gets 10 minutes. Let's see, does the math work on that? 11 minutes <laughs> to uh, offer their challenge and get the feedback. So it's that there's something about, and this is why the original concept of mastermind groups is so, 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 so powerful, is when people are gathered together, 
there is just a synergy that comes. And especially if it's people who you get to um, be a part of a community with. So the beauty of this group is that it's going to be people who are not just there online uh, twice a month, but in a private group and also people feel free to share with each other, make friends. When I've done my, um, my sales group program, I had some of the members set up practice dates with each other at other times and practice the scripts, practice the telephone, practice the consultation, practice how you do a sale. So that is what, well, I'm super excited about that, partly because I don't know if it's true for you, but I feel kind of isolated and I get a lot of my drive, my, um, let's say, juice from attending meetings with like-minded people, uh, not just the hugs, but, you know, over d- lunch or dinner, um, I've gotten such great ideas and tips. So this is an opportunity to, to have a community, you know, it's an online community that can feel like the in-person in a way, you know, and get that, know that there's people in your corner. So if you're interested, you can email me and I will send you a link to my calendar so we can have a quick chat and uh, share more about it, see if it's right for you. There will be a place you can click on my website soon, hopefully by the time this is released, uh, where you can just automatically go to my calendar and set up a quick chat. You can also feel free to message me on, ins- on not Instagram, I haven't Haven't figured out how to be live on Instagram, but message me on Facebook. uh, The Lucy Dumas messages, not um, the Lucy Dumas, I don't know, the business pages or something. And say you'd like to know more if you have questions. So I guess I've rambled enough. And just the quick summary is the contests are a great way to grow. It's also a great way to be humbled. so that you can try harder. It's a great way to have your work curated by you. And if you put it in front of people whose uh, backgrounds and opinions you really value, then it increases that um, ability for you to really discover which of your images are kind of universally appreciated and also to help you start to see what your own individual voice is, what your passion is, what what, um, kind of images are the strongest. And so I encourage you all to think about contests, competitions, especially ones where you can get feedback. Um, But not only, only that, but yeah. And there are opportunities right now you know, with our, I'm not calling it a staycation because it's not as fun as a vacation to be where we are right now, but yeah. And then we also talked about what a master photographer with the PPA system is, how you earn that degree and why. Um, I do want to say that when I, when I achieved my master's, looking back, it was like graduating from high school. I, by the skin of my teeth, I got enough merits 
to get the degree. And honestly, the work I did after that to continue to grow, um, I grew into the title of master photographer. I sometimes see people get that degree and then they stop trying, they stop growing because they've achieved that. And to me, it's, it's not, it's like somebody, um, you know, I want the PhD. <laughs> so uh, let's see. And then just shared about the term mastermind group and how, uh, while there are lots of um, communities that and programs you can sign up with that have that term, the original mastermind group was a small group of people that support each other. You can create a mastermind group on your own and it doesn't have to be photographers. It could be mastermind groups of your, if you're a pet photographer, you could find people in the, that serve the pet industry in your ideal area, groomers and dog walkers. And if there's a boutique store or doggy bakeries, things like that, and set up a, a weekly or bi-weekly phone call where, you know, I've already shared with you how you do it, where each person has a chance to be in the hot seat. And then I would absolutely love to have you in my group if you're someone that's super committed and wants to figure out how to really thrive in the next year and beyond in spite of, or even because of the situation we're in right now. I want you to take heart because there are a lot of people who are uh, getting great sales and great bookings right now. A lot of my coaching clients have hit numbers that they've never seen before right in the middle of this pandemic. So uh, the work's out there, the income potential is there, and uh, just know that I'm sending out like a love beam to you uh, to, you know, boost your success. Uh, that's it for now. And stay tuned for next week. Looking forward to talking to you. Bye now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one -on -one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.